Welcome to the Emerging Temple broadcast for November 1st, 2019. I am Michael Obeyer. I will be your guide for the rest of this broadcast. At Emerging Temple, we seek to analyze current events within the context of God's plan for mankind, a plan in which he intends to raise men and women who shall rule with him in a government that shall be established in the end of time. Before I go any further, once more, I want to, as I often do, remind you to like our page, to share with your friends, to hit the notification bell icon if you have one at the bottom of your screen, so you can be notified anytime we upload new videos. I'd also like you to subscribe to our channel. And if you um, see at the bottom of your screen there, you see a website, um, templeoftruth.us, that's our website. You can go there and you can um, support us financially in any way you would like to. There's also a handle that we have at patreon.com, emerging handle. Look for us, uh, look for our handle, emerging, uh, sorry, emerging temple, and you'll be able to support us um, via that means as well. Well, all right. Um, what's been on my mind recently? Um, oh, by the way, apologize for the technical difficulties we've had over the last, you know, week or so. Uh, we've not been consistent in delivery of videos. Um, that's due to some, you know, te technical difficulties here. Yesterday was a bit different; wasn't really technical, but um, I think, you know, we're back on track now. I think we're back on track. But anyway, um, back to today's subject. Today's subject is about forgiveness. Um, I wanted us to understand betrayal and forgiveness, and how we are called to walk in forgiveness primarily for ourselves and of course for others and using jesus christ as our exemplar we will see um after today's discussion how a lot of things that a lot of things that occur or happen to us um happen to us from people or you know by people who might not have meant as much harm as they have you know, caused us, or, you know, might not have meant any harm at all. Uh, we're going to look at a very strange um, revelation today, and I'm hoping that, you know, after, you know, we, you know, study the word today, that you might come away with a different perspective about betrayal and unforgiveness. As I often do, before I go any further, I want to play a short clip. Um, it's a little clip from the scene in an old movie called The Passion. Um, which was made, you know, I think about 10, 15 years ago or more. And um, it's, it's, a, it's the scene where um, Judas, the apostle, brings those who have been trying to get Christ. Meet them. Man, 
a scene from the old movie called The Passion of the Christ. Uh, credit to Mel Gibson and um, those who produced that movie. What I want us to take from the story about Christ is that the story about Christ is the story about life. This story is from the very beginning of creation. But no one ever played the role that God expected us to play, given the circumstances he had foreordained and written before the world began. No one fulfilled the role until Jesus Christ came. But I want to take today some things from the circumstances around his life so that you and I can learn and understand some of the things that are similar to the circumstances around our lives. I started off before the video to say, yes, Judas betrayed him, but that he didn't intend for what happened to Jesus to happen. Now, Judas, like all the Jews, were expecting the Messiah to come. The disciples were persuaded that Jesus was the Messiah, including Judas. But Judas wanted something more out of life than Jesus was offering at that time. Not only he the other disciples also. Remember when they came to Jesus, they said, Master, we've given up everything to follow you. What do we get? And Jesus Christ told them what they would get in the kingdom to come. Judas felt he could force the hands of things. As any good descendant of Israel, he knew the Messiah cannot die. And he was going to put Jesus in a condition, in a situation where Jesus will show himself, where they'll try to kill Jesus and see that they can't kill him. And they'll have no choice. The people will come and make him king and Judas will get his payday. There are some people who will do something to you, which you probably provoked in them. Jesus didn't provoke anything in this man. But in our case, sometimes we'll provoke someone and the person might want to do something to hurt us a little bit, not knowing that a wind will come and take that little bit that they have done to us to something bigger. And they never intended for it to be that way, but so it is now. And we have to carry this cross that they have given us. Some of us, who are listening to me today, watching this video, there's betrayals that you have encountered from the hands of those who you did nothing but good for. The truth is, even you and I, there are people today who feel that we have betrayed them in one way or another. But the truth is, what they have experienced or are experiencing 
was never the intention in our hearts or in our minds. The only way out for us is forgiveness. Now, if Judas had intended for Jesus to die, he wouldn't have run back with the money when he saw he was dead, saying, I want to give the money back. I've, I've shed the blood of an innocent man, not the son of God, because he now no longer believed that was the son of God. He just felt he had, he had betrayed an innocent man. All his disciples fled, believing he was just a great man. Even when he rose from the dead and was walking with some of his disciples in the walk from Emmaus or to Emmaus, they didn't recognize him. And started, you know, he had to try to explain to them that wasn't Christ supposed to suffer these things? Even the Pharisees and the priests didn't intend for him to be killed at that time. And I'm going to show that to you from the scriptures. Okay, let's turn to the book of Luke chapter 22. Okay, Luke chapter 22. All right, Luke chapter 22, it says, now the feast of unleavened bread drew nigh, which is called the Passover. Okay, quick aside, the feast of unleavened bread takes place, bread, takes place for a period of time. And the feast of Passover represents the actual day that the, the, the you know, the ram is, or the lamb is slain and they eat. Okay, but so the feast of uh, unleavened bread, which is a, a period of time, was coming up, and the chief priests and scribes, verse 2, sought how they might kill him, for they feared the people. Remember the people, the same people Judas was hoping would make Jesus king, and so he gets his payday. So he said the chief priests were afraid of people. Why were they afraid of the people? Because Jesus had been doing miracles, and a lot of people thought highly of him. He was a very popular man. I mean, remember when they took him not too long earlier? I wanted to make him king. Verse 3. So look at verse 2. The chief priests and scribes sought how they might kill him, for they feared the people. Okay? All right. Verse 3. Then entered Satan into Judah, surnamed Iscariot, being of the number of the twelve. And he went his way and communed with the chief priests and captains how he might betray him unto them. And they were glad and covenanted to give him a to give him money and he promised and sought opportunity to betray him unto them in the absence of the multitude then came the day of unleavened bread and the passover when the passover must be killed and he sent peter and john saying go and prepare us the passover that we may eat okay um, i said that we we're going to go from um verse one to eight okay yeah so we'll stop there so i want you to see here that from this verse that the pharisees the the, the priests, they're looking for an opportunity to kill Christ, okay? And out of nowhere comes one of Christ's right-hand men, giving them the opportunity to get what they wanted. But the fact is, at that moment, they didn't want him dead just yet. They wanted to do it some other more auspicious time, some other time that was more convenient. They never knew they would actually get an insider who would come and make it so easy for them so they could pull off this stunt that they planned to. Okay, now let's look at, um, to confirm what I'm saying, let's look at the book of Mark, chapter 14. Mark, chapter 14. Okay, it says, after two, from verse one, Mark 14, verse one, it says, after two days was the feast of the Passover. 
and of unleavened bread. And the chief priests and the scribes sought how they might take him by craft and put him to death. But they said, not on the feast day, lest there be an uproar of the people. And verse 3, and being in Bethany, in the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at meat, there came a woman having an alabaster box of ointment of spikenard, very precious, and she broke the box and poured it on his head. And there were some that had indignation within themselves and said, why has this waste of this ointment been made? For it might have been sold for more than 300 pence and have been given to the poor, and they murmured against her. And Jesus said, let her alone. Why trouble ye her? She hath wrought a good work on me. For you have the poor with you always, and whensoever you will, you may do them good, but me you have not always. Okay, so let me stop here. My main point was to show you here that as at this time, okay, as at this moment, okay, the high priest wanted to kill him, but they didn't want to do it. Verse 2 tells us they didn't want to do it during this festive period. Okay? They didn't want to do it during this time because they didn't want to cause an uproar and indignation amongst the people. All right? Now, let's go down and see where Judas comes, you know, and meets them. Okay? Verse 10. And Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve, went unto the chief priests to betray him unto them. And when they heard it, they were glad and promised to give him money. And he sought how he might conveniently betray him. Okay? Now, why am I bringing Judas up? I want you to understand that there are those that can be forgiven and there are those that cannot be forgiven. You know, when a person has set their heart and their mind, to destroy you without repentance, you can't forgive them. I'm not saying don't forgive them. I'm saying that you cannot, okay? Don't even, don't even waste your time. Just move away from them. Why? Because like Judas, they've been taken over by Satan, okay? You can't forgive Satan. He's not going to change. Satan doesn't even have a conscience. It doesn't even feel like, oh, look at all these bad things I've been doing. I need to think about, you know, making my life right with Christ. It's not, it's not even, it, there's nothing in his DNA for that, okay? Adam and Eve sinned just once and fled from the presence of God just hearing his voice. Do you know the devil, Satan still goes to the presence of God? Look at the book of Job. Still goes to the presence of God. He doesn't even have a conscience. Like, you know, he's coming to light and he should, you know, be hiding. So there's some people who have allowed Satan to enter into their hearts and they feel justified in hurting you and trying to do things to bring you down, trying to do things to hurt you. They feel justified. Jesus warned you. He said a time is coming when men will kill you thinking and believing that they're doing service to God. It's going to be that deep. And I want to warn you about something. Some of these people are in your very own household of God, that in the very place where you worship God, and they're lifting up their hands and singing praises, all wonders say, be careful and be wary of false brethren. I'm bringing this message out today because I sense that someone out there, some of us out there, don't know what to do anymore. 
because all around us, there's nothing but betrayal and disappointment. And we're about to give up on the Lord because of what men have done. But God is giving us a word to let us understand that this thing we're going through, this experience of betrayal, this experience of betrayal is the program. It's not a mistake. It's not an adjunct, you know, you know, wannabe. It is part of the program. It is part of the deal. Okay. This is what it means to be a Christ in a Christian. You're walking in the footstep of Christ and you are called to finish some of the suffering that Jesus didn't suffer. Let's turn to the book of Colossians. Colossians chapter 1, verse 24. Colossians chapter 1, verse 24. Okay? Colossians chapter 1, verse 24. Okay? Verse 24 and 25. Okay? It says, Who now rejoice in my sufferings for you, and fill up that which is behind of the afflictions of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake, which is the church. Wherefore, I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. I'll read that again. This is the Apostle Paul speaking. He says, you who now rejoice in my sufferings for you. In other words, you, you're grateful in my sufferings for you and fill up that which is behind of the afflictions of Christ. That is, he's filling up what Christ didn't finish. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that something? Okay. Okay. Fill, it says, uh, and fill up that which is behind of the afflictions of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake, which is the church. Okay. So some of the things you're going through, you're going through because in the realm of the spirit, you are making headway for the rest of the body of Christ. Some born and some yet unborn. Okay. And you have to understand what this, this program is. So that you do not get weary, you do not get carried away, you don't get tired. Okay? That is your Passover. Okay? That is your Passover. This is the time. This is what, what you're going through is the Passover process of betrayal, okay? Of being killed. But yet, in that situation and circumstance, is the only method by which the resurrection power of God can come into your life that men and women can plan to put you in something and you're in that gutter, in that hole, in that well, unable to find your way out of there. But then from out of nowhere, from, from um, areas unheard of, unseen, God reaches down and lifts you up far above anything you ever were before you were put down. And people can see the glory of God in your life, they can see what they can see what God has made of you. And many of those who betrayed you, who God grants repentance, can come to you and say, I'm sorry. Look, Peter betrayed Jesus. He denied Jesus. He said, I don't know this man. If in fact the Bible says he began to curse. I wonder what kind of swear words he was probably using. Okay? He began to curse. Okay. But you know what? Jesus knew that this man's heart was not intended for any kind of self-benefit. He was shocked. He was, he was, Peter was blindsided. He never thought anything like that would happen to Jesus. No, there are people who have wronged you and who have wronged me. There are people who you have wronged and I have wronged. 
The important thing is we didn't intend for it to be as deep as it happened. They didn't intend for it to be as deep as it happened. And we know we have an enemy. Paul says that we are not ignorant of the devices of the enemy. What are his devices? Us. <laughs> we are his devices. Okay? So you go out to do a, quote, little revenge, but the devil takes opportunity of your action to turn it into a big, huge catastrophe. And you and I need to stop right now and think about everything we're thinking in our heart of what we want to do to get back at somebody. And we need to stop it now. Because the only person you're hurting is Jesus Christ. Every time you quote revenge, you put a strike on his back. Jesus said, the time will come when men will kill you believing they're doing service to God. The Bible says the reproach of them that reproached you fell upon me. Let us not yield ourselves to be instruments of punishment on another human being, regardless. Because I want you to understand, in this life, you are going to receive your promotion from God. You're not going to leave this world and go to God. I don't care what they show in the movies. And go to God and start showing him, oh, how much you suffered for him for nothing on this earth. No, you will suffer for God if need be, but you'll be doing that with the fulfillment of knowing what God has done for you in this life. I want you to understand that there's no difficult circumstance or situation in which you are in now that is permanent. I don't care how you got there, whether it was your fault or whether it was not your fault. I don't care whether a person puts you there. Turn your eyes away from that person. Turn your eyes away from those people. Turn your eyes to Jesus Christ. Okay? There's no other way for you but up. So look up and keep pressing on towards that mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. This is something I wish I could go on and on about. I, 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 I could not stop. There's, in, in other words, there's just so much I want to say about this topic. Betrayal and, 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 and disappointment is part of the experience of the Christian life. You cannot feel betrayed by people you don't know. It's got to be people who are close to you. Okay? It's got to be people who are close to you. That's where you feel the pain. That's where you get to the point where you say to yourself, I cannot forgive. But you should never be in that situation where you say, I cannot forgive. I said there are people who cannot be forgiven. I didn't say you don't intend to. They just can't receive it. They just can't take it. They're going to, they will never forgive themselves because their intent from deep down inside them has never been a love for God. They're in church singing and raising their hands up. They don't love God. They don't know him. They don't care about him. They're evil. They're wicked on the inside. There's nothing you can do about them. They can quote the Bible from page one to page two, but they are false brethren. Do not worry yourself about them. Press on towards the mark God has for you. Okay? These things I'm saying to you are the word of God. Okay? There are men and women out there 
carrying Bibles and, you know, telling you they're Christians, but they have a heart of bitterness and competitiveness and unforgiveness and envy. Be wary of them. Keep your distance from such. Don't be a fool. Don't be a fool. There are many who have crept in and they use the name of Christ as a cover for their maliciousness and wickedness. You are not like that. You love God. You're listening to these messages because you love God, because you want to know more about Jesus Christ. Keep it that way. Keep to yourself if need be. If you find reliable brothers and sisters who you can trust, fellowship with them. Don't just jump into any place and say, you know what, I need to be a part of a church and just jump in some place. Listen, be very careful. Many deceivers have gone out into the world, the Bible tells us. Okay? Friends, so my time is up for, for today. I want to encourage you guys that next week, Monday, we'll be back on time. But I want to encourage you all to share these videos, okay, to um, discuss it um, in the comment section at the bottom of this video. You know, I'd love to see you, you know, say something, um, have questions about anything I've said that I might need to elaborate on. Um, also on Facebook, we have our Facebook page, Emerging Temple. You can also go there. You can watch our old videos and you can also put comments on any of those things. We'll receive them, respond to them. Okay? Remember what I said. This walk, this life you're living in, this Christian walk is about betrayal and unforgiveness. Betrayal and forgiveness. Remember that. Okay? There will always be that that thing inside of you that's going to say, I cannot forgive. Never let that voice find a home in your heart, regardless of what has happened. Even if they can't forgive themselves because of their wickedness, let their wickedness not make you like them. That's the sum of what I have said to you today. And I've shown you from scripture how even the high priests were not even expecting that they would be able to get such an opportunity so quickly. Judas was trying to see if he could make some money because as a good Jew, he knew, he knew the Messiah could not die. There are many people today who call themselves Jews who say they don't believe in Jesus, correct? Why is it they don't believe in Jesus? They don't believe in Jesus because they said, ha, 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 if he really was the Messiah, he wouldn't have died on the cross. And that's what those people at the cross told him. If you are the son of God, come down from there and everything you said will believe. So Judas didn't believe that Jesus could die. So there are people who have hurt you and who have done things to you that have turned out to be really horrible, but that was not their intent. They don't even know what kind of damage they have caused. Don't be like them. Okay, friends, God bless you. I look forward to speaking with you next week. Um, please subscribe to our page. And if you want to support us, please go to patreon.com, Emerging Temple, and you can support us at, at um, patreon.com. Thank you once more for your time. I look forward to speaking with you next week.